You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. While the concussion protocol was followed in the Tua case, quote, the outcome in this case was not what was intended when the protocol was drafted. Uh, Judy Batista of the NFL Network tweets out the important note in the NFL NFL PA statement on the Tua investigation. He never reported or showed concussion symptoms, not during the exam in the lock, not during the exam in the locker room, or during the rest of the game, or throughout the following week. Uh, Dr. Alan Sills, CMO of the NFL, says that under the adjusted protocol, which now includes ataxia as an automatic no-go. Uh, Tua would not have been allowed to return to the game. So there you have it on that front. Still feels um, odd that the doctor was fired. They're saying that the the protocol was followed, uh, but the doctor still got fired. So it's still a little odd there. But uh, that's that's all that's there for that with the NFL and the NFLPA. We've got, in about an hour and a half, the biggest game of the season for the New York Mets. Blake Snell against Jacob deGrom. Could this be the final installment of the Jacob deGrom era as a New York Met? He is reportedly going to opt out of his contract and test free agency. We're hearing numbers, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50 million a year for an aging pitcher with an injury history. Uh, be careful with that one. But Met fans don't really care about that. What they care about is extending their season because it could be over tonight in the blink of an eye. The Padres punched them in the mouth last night, 7-1, to one, the final score, four home runs, the single worst start of Max Scherzer's postseason career. And Met fans booed him, booed him right off the field. Not happy with paying this guy, not, not that they're paying him, but not happy that their team's paying this guy $43 million dollars to go out there and look the way that he did yesterday. And now we're hearing could be injured, the oblique stuff. Met fans not trying to hear that. Met fans not trying to hear it. They want W's. They don't want excuses. And tonight, Jacob DeGrom, the baseball world, will be watching you. This is the moment for him to come and deliver for the Mets. His first playoff pitching performance in seven years his first ever playoff game on the mound for the Mets at City Field and it could very well be his last so storylines are there can the Mets come back win this game win this series so we can avoid talking about how much of an embarrassment this season ending was for this team to go from where they were on top of the world, 101 wins. We're talking about how this team could win a championship, and they fall on their face. You cannot, you can't lose this series, and you better not get swept by the Padres. You better not get swept by an 89-win team. Better not. And it's so funny. We spent all year talking about how great Edwin Diaz is. Well, if the Mets can't get a lead, we're going we're gonna to go through the entire postseason without seeing him. So that's on the table. The Yankees have their opponent, the Cleveland Guardians. That series underway on Tuesday. Still trying to figure out who's starting game one. And the caller, if you if you heard him right before the top of the hour, he hit on something that I was going to say myself. I, I think it has to be Garrett Cole because I, I, I it just, to me, feels like 
the path to the Yankees winning a World Series still has to include Der- Garrett Cole being dominant. As good as Nestor has been, as, as great as Severino has looked when he was healthy, you still need Garrett Cole at, 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 to be great. You need him to be great. And I think in pursuit of him being great on the mound, you need him to be right mentally. And I just don't know that demoting him is going to help. And he's saying all the right things. He didn't come here to be the number one starter. He came here to help this team win a championship. He, he's been great when it comes to how he's handling the questions about whether or not he's going to start game one. I just feel like deep inside – it could be a shock to the system if he's getting demoted. So I, I, I think the Yankees got to start him in game one. I don't know that we're going to see anything better than what we saw at the latter part of the season. And, and, and if not, then they might be fried. Maybe not in this series is not going to hurt them, but against the Astros and, and, and moving further, if you don't get a good Garrett Cole, you're drawing dead to win a championship. So we need Garrett Cole to be elite. Subi in New York wants to talk. What's up, Subi? Hey, Todd. He's going to pitch game one, I think. So regarding Gary Cole, Cole, uh, first of all, where do you see the line where first two innings, he lets up four runs, five runs, do you pull him right away? And uh, even if the pitch count is normal? Wait, who are you saying? You cut off to begin the call. Are you saying Gary Cole? Yeah, Gary Cole, yeah. Oh, do I pull him after four or five runs? Yeah, first two innings, yeah. Of course, absolutely. Okay. Now, second of all, it's a short series, all, man. This is a best is a, a best of five. You can't afford to have too long of a leash. Very like systematic, systematic with his pitches. What if he doesn't pitch to Jose Ramirez? Pitches to everyone else, walks him, whatever you got to do. And I noticed with their hit batsmen, they haven't been hitting like you know they just don't pitch inside enough. Why don't they just take that route? Uh, either hit him, don't pitch to him, and see what. The next batter does advocating and, for violence. Oh, so yeah, So regarding the Mets, um, you know, it's a really simple thing with the Mets. Um, I, I kind of forgot the point, but uh, I was asking Don Dan Grasso, whatever his name is. Um, what Dan Grasso? Yep, you got it, Dan, Dan Grasso. What the situation is uh, with the Yankees and the Mets? Would you take two two playoff series wins and no World Series signing up? starting from the playoffs, would you have taken that? And he said, no, I wouldn't have taken that. They want the World Series. What, what's your opinion? That's all I got. For the, you're saying for the Mets? He, that, that phone call was all types of confusion. But his point about um, his point about Garrett Cole, yeah, you got to pull him early. If, he, if he's out there giving up four or five runs, you got to pull him. You have to. There's no the, the, the sense of urgency in the postseason is a lot different than a regular season where you allow guys to figure it out. Was he asking Julian? Was he asking about the the? Would you sign up for two playoff wins if you're the Mets or the Yankees? He, he was like really confusing. Did did you did you catch that? Was he was he talking about the Mets or the Yankees? Yeah, I wasn't really sure either. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that was a little bit of a, a confusing phone call. But Tom in the Bronx, what's up, Tom? Hey, how you doing? Um, all right, so let me break it down. The last call, I couldn't really say it. But, I mean, imagine Cole does exactly what Scherzer did. You're saying, pull him. I'm saying we all got the bullpen for that. Let him eat innings. And I'm more confident about either Nestor or Seve. Than a Met fan is about the Grom right now, which is crazy. 
I, it's it's so it's funny that you say that. I, I just think just to, to answer your first point, if we don't have the bullpen for that, then we're drawing dead anyway. Like if if we don't have the bullpen to withstand ha- having to put up a, a a couple of zeros, then we're starting behind the eight ball. If first and first of all, if Garrett Cole is giving up four or five runs, then that that's terrible news. <laughs> that's that's terrible I news. I heard you mention urgency. I'm not sure in a five game series you have the same urgency as these three game wild cards. No, it's it's not the same, but you don't want to go down one nothing uh to, to, to Cleveland and now they're they've just won three games in a row. They've got all the momentum and now you're in a must win game two at Yankee Stadium with the next two games going to Cleveland before you return home for game five. So so you, the urgency might not be the same or feel like the same because there are fewer games, obviously, in a wild-card series. But you lose that game one, and there's a lot of pressure on you, and, and game two is must-win. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess the five runs would be different if we got four or we had, you know, if we're in it, yeah, pull them. But if it's, like, put the Mets situation, if it's 5-1, He's 60 pitches in the third, pull him for the fourth. If yeah. we got, you know, if we're down one or two, but if it's 5-1, eight innings, you know what I mean? Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I appreciate the, the, the call time. Here's it. Eight innings is only a regular season term, and the reason why you're eating innings is because, well, yeah, all games matter and you want to win them, but, it, like, you're not punting on this game. Even if you're down 5-1, you still like you still feel like you have a chance to win. So the reason why you're taking Cole out is because you feel like in that moment, having already surrendered five runs, he's not giving you the best opportunity to come to come back. So you go to your bullpen and hope they can put up some zeros and then your offense wakes up. But this this whole eat inning, let's stop talking about Garrett Cole giving up four or five runs, please. I, uh, my mic can't handle it. Lou in the car wants to talk about the ground. What's up, Lou? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I kind of want to just – play a scenario where we didn't know Max Scherzer was going to, you know, uh, crap the bed last night. I feel like I believe in the baseball spirit. I believe in, in the baseball gods and Jacob DeGrom. And I, and by the way, I think Max Scherzer, when it's all said and done, just because of the age of DeGrom and how late he got started, Scherzer could very well go down as a better pitcher than Jacob DeGrom. But at this point in time, Jacob DeGrom is an alien compared to any other pitcher in MLB, and he is the Met. He's a, he is the Mets. Yeah, but his last but his last four starts, he's got a six ERA, and it, it, regardless of right. whether or not he but should have started. Yeah, yeah, but here's so here's the thing: if when were you going to start Scherzer? No, that's the thing. Scherzer, like I like, you could even make the argument that Max Scherzer is more of a big game pitcher than Jacob Degrom. So to me. Pitching game two for an elimination is a bigger game. Pitching game three for elimination is a bigger game. So Scherzer should have, if anything, Scherzer, and I'm just saying, let's say, let's say they're both healthy. Like, I, there might be a blister on Jacob DeGrom's finger or whatever. But if he's pitching tonight, I'm assuming he could have pitched yesterday. It, it comes down to this. If you, if you had to, if it was just a one wild card game elimination, DeGrom would have gotten that start over Scherzer. Yeah, but so if that's the case, no. I think Scherzer, you know, I think DeGrom should have gotten the game one start. And come out with a bang. I don't think. I think it's 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 crazy to think, but the Padres woke up that day and said, "Oh man, we're facing Scherzer. 
at least we're not facing the Grom game one. Like, well, at least if they anyway, said that yesterday, the Grom should get game one. If they said that yesterday, then they woke up today and have to face the Grom anyway. Here's the flaw in in what you're saying: the Mets aren't mapping out a series and putting the you know their pitching probables in order based on the idea that Scherzer is going to have his worst playoff start ever. Like, you don't go into it thinking, you know, game two is going to be must win or game three is going to be must win. No, you think you're going to win the game. Scherzer's been excellent all year. DeGrom's last four starts hasn't been really good. And look, if you want to argue he should have started game one, whatever. I, I, I'll allow I mean, that to happen. It's just it right. can't be predicated on us uh, us thinking that Scherzer was not going to be good enough to beat the Padres because no. no one thought that ahead yeah. of it. No, you're absolutely right, and, and I and I didn't think Scherzer like I. It's not like I was thinking the world of it that Scherzer got the start over Degrom. Personally, I still would have won with Degrom if the Padres woke up today thinking that oh man, we got to face Degrom. Well, at least they're up a game, and it's more pressure on Degrom now. So I just feel like you you start game one with your best. If it was a one game elimination, it would have been Degrom. It's a. W- you're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. About an hour away from first pitch at City Field, looking at my TV screen, Juan Soto's in the cages taking BP. Went 0 for 4 last night, and the Padres still managed to score seven runs uh, against Scherzer. So that's uh, that's good news if you are a Padres fan. Meanwhile, the Blue Jays are up 8-1 on the Mariners, but the Mariners do have the bases loaded with Two outs. That is in the top of the sixth inning uh, out there in Toronto. So Mariners threatening, but the Blue Jays do have a commanding lead there. So if they win this game, forces winner-take-all game three tomorrow, which is what the Met fans are hoping they can do tonight with the Padres, Jacob DeGrom on the mound. The over-under is five and a half. So Vegas not expecting there to be a ton of run scored and I think this would be the type of game that favors the Mets just because it would obviously mean that DeGrom is excellent and then really the formula is going straight from DeGrom to Edwin Diaz you're at home getting you know that the energy from the home crowd and then the offense can put together a a few hits maybe hit some home runs tonight Uh, Pete Alonso in his first playoff game yesterday didn't really do well I had a caller earlier saying he's not He's not made for the big moments. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't agree with that. It's his first playoff game. He he, he struggled yesterday. He had that big strikeout in the first inning. Um, but the Mets got an opportunity tonight to right some wrongs. We've been killing them all day, and rightfully so. I, I'm just of the mindset that when you win 101 games, you shouldn't get swept, up, swept out the playoffs by an 89-win team. That's just you know my my theory, and it doesn't make me a hot take artist. Doesn't make me a troll. Doesn't make me, uh, you know, a Yankee fan who's just hating on the Mets. I don't think it does that at all. I just think that you should win this series, and you should definitely win this game tonight. I thought you should win the series. Didn't know Max Scherzer was going to get hit the way he he did last night, but you should win this series. Uh, Phillies Cardinals uh, starts in about two hours from now. That's a game on ESPN, too. Michael K on the call. Shout out to Michael Kay. Uh, he, I, watching some of that game yesterday, I don't know if I appreciate him using Sia on, on other teams. Cheating on us Yankee fans. Sia is for us, Michael. Sia is for us, man. 
feels a little weird listening to Michael K say see you for other teams. But uh, shout out to him and, and A-Rod doing a great job on that broadcast. Um, Phillies Cardinals. Cardinals blew a lead, had a late lead. Phillies came back and won that game. 6-3 to three was the final score. Uh, Aaron Nola's on the mound tonight looking to close out that series. Albert Pujols could be the final game of his career. What a season he's had. What a season he's had. He's up to now 703 career home runs, needed 21 to get to 700, and obviously surpassed that. That was a number he hadn't gotten to since 2019. And I read a story the other day that got to June and he was struggling and thought about retiring. And if he had retired, we don't get history. We don't get the 700 home runs that he hit. And the Cardinals, you know, still could make some noise. You win this game today. They should have won yesterday. But you win this game today, you make it a series, win tomorrow, and then maybe you can go on a little bit of a run. But that National League is going to be so exciting with the Braves, the Dodgers. A, a, a lot of people, it just feels like the Dodgers are getting swept on 111 wins. That's one of the best seasons in MLB history. But it just felt so quiet. And maybe it's because we're in New York and baseball is more regional. But I just you know, 111 wins should have been more highlighted. But a lot of the, I guess, thunder was stolen from the defending champion and Atlanta Braves. Because to overcome a 10.5 game lead post-June 1st, the way that they did playing <laughs> elite baseball the rest of the season... That that became uh, the big story, and rightfully so. So, you know, the Braves and the Dodgers, favorites to come out the National League, it, it's it's loaded. It's going to be a tough order, a tough task for the Mets to get out of this round. And then if they get past the Padres, getting through the Dodgers, and then presumably the Braves waiting for them there, that's going to be tough. Ryan in Hoboken wants to talk about the Yankees. What's up? Hey, um... I think that we should start Nestor game one instead of Garrett Cole. Um, I think that when you keep doing something over and over again and expecting the uh, different result, it's a sign of insanity. And I think this series, right, the Guardians don't score a lot of runs. So if you're the Yankees, you kind of just need to play game manager. Get up early and close the door. You can't have any blow-ups. Nestor is way safer and it's a way better spot for Garrett Cole. If the Yankees go up one nothing in the series, then you pitch Cole game two. So can I, I just, zero pressure on Garrett Cole? I just want to play devil's advocate because I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I just want to hear your take on this. What's Nestor Cortez's postseason resume look like? Doesn't matter. How does it's, how does that I would not rather matter? Take, I would rather take Nestor off of what we've seen this year and how his style on the mound, loosey-goosey, cool, calm, relaxed, rather than Garrett Cole, who has shown us two years in a row that he just doesn't have what it takes in these big spots. Garrett Cole is a guy who gets in his own head. It's a way better spot using Cole as your weapon up 1-0, and where it's, hey, Garrett, go out there and just do whatever you want. doesn't matter. You, you give up a two-run homer to Rosario or um, uh, Ramirez, fine. Whereas you go, you're up one nothing. You start Nestor. You know you're in a way better spot. Um, and the other thing I want to say is, you know, just playing devil's advocate, right? And obviously, love the Yankees, Yankee fan. If we lose this series, 
who is the guy that who is the fall guy? Because because I'm just trying to think about it in my head because it's hard to say. You know, Judge in particular hasn't really done well in the in the in the postseason. Sin, on the other hand, is kind of like a postseason uh, 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 machine for us lately. Mm-hmm. The thing with Sin is, yeah, he hasn't been that great in the regular season, but he's a star in the uh, postseason. So, who do you think, if, if you were to pick a guy, who is going to be the fall guy? Is it that Judge just doesn't show up? Well, first and foremost, it's hard really to project without seeing how it unfolds, right? Like, this could be a series where the, the offense shows up, but the bullpen's blowing leads. They're doing this closer by committee that just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. And ironically enough, the Dodgers, who I just praised for winning 111 games, are going to be you know, employing the same thing. It's just hard to, to have that, you know, who, who do we blame without seeing how it happens. Because it could be Cole. It could be Nestor who started game one, right? Like it could be the rotation. It could be the offense, so it's just hard to say. But if I had, like, I'll answer it this way. If the Yankees lose this series, which I don't think they will, but if they do lose this series or bow out early, I think the reason will be because of the bullpen, without question. I will say this, though. I feel so much better about this postseason than I have the last three to four because I feel like we have more of that X-factor scrap in us this year than we have in years past. And I think the, the three guys that are so valuable to, to this team, Cabrera, yes. IKF, and Trevino, those three guys can hit singles and put the ball in play. And they're all good Whereas, defensively and defensively. All good defensively. And years past, we throw out that lineup against teams with these bullpens that are absolutely um, um, amazing with Luke Voigt, Stanton, Judge, Glaber who I consider not a contact hitter. He's just like the same hitter at Stanton and, and Judge. And you have strikeout after strikeout. IKF must play every single game this postseason. Cabrera must play every single game this postseason. Trevino. And I'd also like to see Bader out there because Bader gives you that contact element too. And, speed. and that's, what people yep. for, that's what people forget. The one contact- thing... The one thing I would disagree with, don't say, don't say Glaber is in that stand and judge category where uh, it just hit in front. Judge almost won the batting title. <laughs> judge is well, not right, just right. a I'm, home run I'm hitter. just saying, to, to years past postseasons, Aaron Judge has been a home runner miss guy. Yes. Right? To, to years past postseasons, Stanton has been a home runner miss guy. Glaber, we thought Glaber was this contact hitter. He's shown us that he's not. I, I have. Two different categories. Home run or miss with the Yankees, or you have contact. Donaldson, home run or miss. Rizzo, basically home run or miss. And home run or miss. And then this season, we have our contact guys with Judge, Trevino, IKF, and Cabrera, who's been an absolute yes. star. He's a better guy, too. So, it, 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 it's, a, it's a great phone call, Ryan. I appreciate the call. And it's so funny you bring up Cabrera. It, for weeks... We were talking about missing Matt Carpenter, missing Matt Carpenter. And then Cabrera comes in, goes to the outfield, plays great defense. He's hitting home runs. He struggled early. Like, he couldn't hit early. And we thought, whoops, this is going to be one of those those uh, young guys who just looks overwhelmed. And give him credit. He, he found his form. And now uh, the expectation is that he's going to be a valuable part of this postseason roster. That's, that's an excellent phone call. I, I can't disagree with the points on – 
on Cortez and then Cole. I, I just wanted to flush it out just for the sake of playing devil's advocate. I, I can't be mad at anyone saying they'd start Nestor Cortez in game one. I can't be mad at it. I just think that if we're creating a blueprint for the Yankees winning a World Series, we need Garrett Cole to be at his A game. And this can't be – you can't hide your ace. Like, you know, in basketball sometimes, Steph Curry, great player, want to hide him on defense. Let, let's put him on the the guy who's shooting corner threes. You can't do that with your ace uh, of your rotation. Where let's hide hide Cole in game two so that you're up 1-0 and there's no pressure on him. The moment's going to find him, and you're going to need him to be great. More of your phone calls coming up next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. So after the the Blue Jays put a four spot in the bottom of the fifth inning, the Mariners responded with the four spot in the top of the sixth inning. So it is 8-5 in favor of Toronto in the top of the seventh. And if this score holds, you will get a winner playoff game three tomorrow night. I came across this tweet. So I die hard. Guardians fan at GoTribe31 on Twitter at 506. So we're all watching that extra innings affair between uh, Cleveland and Tampa. And a diehard Guardians fan tweets out if Oscar, Oscar Gonzalez, he's talking about, walks it off here, I'll get a SpongeBob tattoo. So, of course, Oscar Gonzalez walks it off, and now everybody is uh, clamoring for that guy to get the tat. I mean, what are the odds there? Oscar Gonzalez, what a moment that is for for the Guardians. What a moment that is for the Guardians. I'm excited for that series. Hopefully the Yankees can get it done. It's funny, uh, the 2017 the Yankees run that came out of nowhere was Division Series Cleveland Championship Series Astros. And we would be in line to see that happen again. Division Series Cleveland, and if the Astros and the Yankees both take care of business, we could get a, a, a rematch of what would have been 2017, 2019, and now here in 2022. I'm looking forward to that. It, uh, Schefter just put this out. Big uh, injury news that I wanted to throw in here. So we talked about Russell Wilson earlier. Schefter says he played against the Colts in three quarters of the previous game against the Raiders while battling a partially torn lat near his right shoulder, according to sources. Um, but it's... It, uh, Tom Palacero earlier said that they were going to treat it with an injection. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what the recovery on that is. All we know is that the Broncos simply need to play better because they've been a disaster so far. And Russell Wilson just looks bad, and now he's getting injured. It's the second straight year he's hurt. Second straight year he's hurt. And I was the guy clamoring for the Giants to trade for this guy. Joe in Staten Island wants to talk Yankees. What's up, Joe? So, you know, I, I, I don't disagree with the last caller about starting Nesta first. But if we've learned anything over the last few years with Aaron Boone, he doesn't have the hair on his buck 50 to do something like that, okay? You, you Cole, is, Cole is a psycho, like, you know, psychology guy. And if you ever undercut him like that, you'd never get him back again. That's number one. Donaldson better not be hitting in the top five of this order during this whole playoffs. I'd rather put Cabrera up there any day of the week. Boone's got to get, you know, got to get some uh, gumption and make these difficult decisions like he did with taking Seve out. 
So uh, that, that's all I wanted to say. It's a fair point about um, Donaldson, uh, Joe. I can't disagree with you. He was a train wreck this year. It, it just it, it would appear that he showed up for two big moments. That was the walk off home run on opening day, or walk off hit. It wasn't a home run on opening day uh, against the Red Sox, and then he had that big walk off home run. Uh, grand Slam was that the Blue Jays or was the Rays? It was the Rays. You had to walk off Grand Slam against the Rays, and, and remember, it was when the Yankees were struggling, they desperately needed that game. But outside of that, he gives you great defense, just not a lot at the plate uh, coming from the bat of Josh Donaldson. I'm I'm interested to see if he's actually going to be starting because Lemayhew's back. So are you going to start Lemayhew at third and? maybe put him at the top of the lineup so you can move Judge back down to the second spot and maybe throw Rizzo at three and Stanton at four. Um, Jack Curry just put out the Yankees and Guardians playing one playing game one on Tuesday. Both teams must submit their rosters by 10 a.m. on Tuesday, and he believes that the Yankees are going to go with 12 pitchers and 14 position players. So we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out for the Yankees as far as the postseason roster is concerned. we got one more segment to play with before we hand over this operation to the pregame show. Mets-Padres could be the final time we see the Mets this season. That would be sad. That would be awful. That would be devastating. But we'll find out in a matter of hours. Jacob DeGrom on the mound, so you got to love your chances if you're a Mets fan. Despite you know him struggling, he's still Jacob DeGrom. But that offense... Leaves a lot to be desired. We'll come back, wrap it up, going until 7 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Jacob DeGrom taking the mound uh, on Twitter. So Jake Montgomery, who does a great job for us at ESPN on social media and the promotions team, we put out a tweet. So Yankee fans, thoughts on playing... Cleveland in the division series. So Harvey, my response to said tweet that he said, uh, my my response to that tweet was Yankees in two. Jake asked, "How do you feel about the Yankees against the Guardians?" I said, "Yankees in two. So of course you get a doofus who say, "Oh, imagine being a a Yankees fan and working in sports talk, but not even knowing the division rounds of five games." Wasn't it obvious, like, <laughs> that I was joking? Like, that this series is, like, the the Guardians are going to be so overmatched through two games, they're just going to call the series. It's the best of five. We all know. It's always been a best of five. We know this. Like, you got goofballs on Twitter. Really didn't know that I knew that the division round was five games. Wasn't that obvious? He sounds like, like this type of person right here. Is the DS four seven? By the way, <laughs> that's that's Rothenberg. <laughs> I, I was actually there for that day. We asked, was the division series four games or seven games? And we had a lot of fun with that. Imagine the division series being four games there. What happens if it's tied after after four games? What happens? Both teams go home. But yeah, come on, don't be a dork. I was just playing. The Yankees are gonna win this series. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I saw some numbers. The Yankees with with Cole and Nestor have both been good against the Guardians this year. So it makes the decision tough. I know a lot of people have called in and said they would go with Nestor because they just trust him more, and people just haven't forgiven Garrett Cole after what happened last October. 
and he didn't exactly like help you assuage any of those feelings of trepidation based on this year's campaign because he he wasn't great wasn't great and particularly toward the end of the season where he's just giving up home runs left and right you you we didn't feel great about him so i understand the yankee fan despite nestor not having a postseason resume deciding that that's where they feel more comfortable i also understand a yankee fan who says i just watched severino throw no seven innings of no hit baseball against the rangers looked pretty good and when he's he- when he's been healthy this year he's been pretty good i just watched him do that i want to see him in game one I just don't think the Yankees are going there. I'd be shocked if Cole's not starting game one. But guess it remains to be seen. What we do have tonight are the Mets. Are the Mets. You think they get it done, Harvey? You think they win this game, force game three? Oh. They can't lose. They can't get swept by the Padres, right? Like, that can't happen. You can't go from a bucko one to losing to it to getting swept in round one by a team with twelve fewer wins. Like that can't happen, right? My heart says they lose. Did you think they lose with DeGrom on the mound? But my brain says that they win a nail biter. Because their bats have been slacking to such an extent that Darren Ruff is in DH. And if 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 Lindor stinks up again and Alonzo you know, gets out with batters on base. You're just asking that much more of the Grom, who you mentioned has been slumping in his own right. So I it's won- on the offense tonight. I wonder what the reaction is going to be from Mets fans. Like, let's just play this out. Let's just say DeGrom, who I don't anticipate will be bad tonight. I think he's actually going to be pretty good tonight. Let's play this out, though, that DeGrom stinks it up. He stinks it up tonight and then walks in free agency. Like, what's the lasting image for Mets fans if that happens? The playoff game. The playoff game, right? Because he's won two Cy Youngs. He's clearly been the best. Like, Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, uh, Zach Wheeler, like, all these guys who were top prospects and, and slated to be elite pitchers. DeGrom clearly was the best of all of those guys. Won two Cy Youngs, as I mentioned. And... Probably you could argue when he's at his best, one of, if not the greatest that we've seen, at least of this generation, maybe ever. Just if we're just talking about DeGrom at his best, like what his peak is, that's a tremendous talent to have. And it just feels like a wasted opportunity for the Mets to not really have cashed in on it. Think of think of your big two aces, Scherzer and DeGrom. And imagine they both stink up not only the Brave series for the division and the Padres. The Padres. That's a rough way to go out, man. Which is why I've, I've, like, people were coming at me because I said that this was a collapse for the Mets. And it's like, wow, you know, the Braves were so good. This is part of you're now living out the collapse because you didn't have to play in the series. Had you maintained the lead, you're, you're now waiting for your opponent. And we're not talking about possible injuries to Scherzer and a blister to DeGrom. These guys are getting extra rest. Starting Marte, he returned last night. It was two for four. But he gets a little bit of extra rest. You didn't have to play in the series. All you had to do was win one game. That's why I called it a collapse. Because it was in the palm of your hands. You had your three best on the mound. And you blew it. And now you've got your best on the mound in a must-win game. 
game that you're going to listen to right here on ESPN. Quickly before we, we, we depart for the evening, got to show some love. Quick shout out to the New York Knicks. I know it's preseason. Let's not go crazy, but all over my timeline, I didn't watch the game live. I was consumed with Mets Padres, but all over my timeline yesterday was love for Obi Toppin. And it wasn't just highlight reel dunks in between the legs. It was him hitting a couple, him hitting not a couple, four threes last night. So I wanted to show him some love. I'm not a, a high on him. I don't think he's, he has a very high ceiling. But if his jump shot does improve and he, be- he becomes more reliable from downtown and defensively he's not a, a, a traffic cone, then maybe he can be a, a, a legitimate rotation piece for this Knicks team. Not going to do a ton on, on preseason basketball when you've got playoff games galore in baseball with the Mets and Yankees. You've got Jets and Giants in action and, and a whole lot going on. But just wanted to show some love to Obi Toppin. That was a really good game last night. And hopefully it's a sign of things to come during the regular season. Because I would like to see the Knicks do well. It would be fun for the city. We'll take one more phone call uh, before we wrap up the show. Goldie in Jersey wants to chime in. What's up, Goldie? What's up, guys? It's going to be a Mets win tonight. I'm telling you, things are going to change. But just discussing what you said about DeGrom, it is sad that people are going to remember him as the playoff game if he loses because he's provided such hope and such a spark and such a great Met that I really just hope he wins tonight, man. I really do, you know? I understand that. Thanks for chiming in. I understand that. This this is it's a bit a. And you run out of ways to describe it. Big, huge, critical. It could be the final game of the season. It could be DeGrom's final game in a Met uniform. And, and I, I don't want to oversell it, but that's what it is. And I keep repeating it. You're on the air for four hours. But that's what it is. Could we be watching the last of Jacob DeGrom in a Met uniform? And if that's the case, and he goes out there tonight, and he's not great, and the Mets lose, just wonder... Not about his legacy. I think his legacy is intact. There are going to be folks who overreact and prisoner of the moment. His legacy is intact. He's one of the best pitchers we've ever seen. Two Cy Youngs. The Mets failed him when he was healthy because they just couldn't put a representable team that was capable of competing, and they they wasted his prime. And then he succumbed to injuries. He's come back this year, and he's got a chance to extend this playoff run for the Mets. So I'm not here for trashing Jacob DeGrom. This guy's an excellent pitcher. He struggled as of late. And even if he loses this game tonight and walks in free agency, I can't kill him. This this guy's he's been great. And he he's great for the sport, great for New York. I hope he stays just for the sake of being able to, you know, watch and cover him. Not that we can't watch him play for another team, but it's different. To have a guy at the top of his game to be as great as he is, we want to have that in New York. So good luck to all the Met fans out there. If you're at City Field, hopefully we're not ending this night by booing Jacob DeGrom. We would hate to see that. Go out there and get this win. You better go out there and get this win. Because if you go from 101 wins and a 10.5 game lead to second place in your division, you're a wild card, and you're swept by the Padres, look out for me on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler, 98.7 ESPN.